0: Hello and welcome to episode sixty-seven of Zion's Finest. This is Kenny Brown, and I am joined by Isaac Borno. Hello, hello. Isaac is back. Isaac is the um, one, the wonder of. Her Majesty's Realm, and he is going to be giving us another amazing report of his showing at UK Nationals. Before he does, we want to again encourage everyone to join us on the Slack channel by sending an email to finest IA at gmail.com and supporting us on Patreon by going to patreon.com/slash Zionsfinest. One other thing, I am as we are talking right now, I am actually uploading episode 66, which is a survey of the organized play results I have gotten over the last month or two months, I guess, is how long we've been collecting it. So what this document is, is it is a Google Doc that is just a compilation of every single store champ that I have gotten for this season. In addition to the major tournaments being Worlds, Euros, North American Championships, uh, UK Nationals, and soon to be Nova is going to be the thing. And then obviously, we are just now concluding the store champ season. Everything I have gotten, I have put into this doc. So All the info is there. It's really awesome to be able to survey. And this latest episode is kind of a review of everything that won. Um, We give some general thoughts on it and then conclude with our thoughts on Lothal. This episode, what I want to do is we're going to focus on Isaac's report of UK Nationals. He'll give an introduction for those of you who are new to the podcast. And then what I would like to do is pick his brain a little bit about what he thinks he's going to do in the age of Lothal. Because one thing that is going to become clear in the episode is that Isaac has made an art out of running Han rangers. And that is a list that I think is the, I don't, I mean, I don't know if there's a list that is a bigger loser in the Lothal meta in terms of like the effect that doubt has and just, uh, you know, kind of where the meta has shifted or where it appears the meta is going to be shifting than Han rangers. So it's going to be really, really awesome to see what Isaac has to say about that. But Isaac, first off, introduce yourself to those who are new.
1: All right. So Hello. My name is isaac um it's my guest to live, i live in the uk um so i've been playing imperial assault uh competitively for the, these last just over two years uh i started with a regional um back when we had um, we had the structure of regionals in the summer um went down to southern uk for my f- very first event um went three and two which then basically got me the attention of some of the UK's best players and since then I've been picking their brain apart just learning as much as I could about the game and without a doubt that's brought me to where I am now. I've been winning a few regionals, a few store champs, um, doing reasonably well at Europeans, Worlds and even Nationals. Yes, yeah, indeed. This, you... this last year I've especially been focusing on the Han Rangers build just just perfecting the play. Uh, I, mean, I mean, not perfecting, but um, just uh, chipping it out and trying to see what's the most optimal use. What's- I would
0: say I would uh, I would make the stronger claim, Isaac, that you have been perfecting the play. It's a craft, and so you have you have worked enough on it. One thing I, I would say in particular is that your play has shown me that a good Han Rangers player is able to over, I mean, here's, I think the natural counter to Han Rangers is IG, just because IG's ability to drop Blaze and just kill two Rangers without really blinking is a very big threat for the list. But you have shown us, obviously you and players like Greg Monson in Paris, or I guess now he's actually in Switzerland, have done a really incredible job of showing us how a good Han Ranger player can work around that in order to still do well. So, oh, Thank you. All right, so let's uh, let's start with UK Nationals. Where was it? When was it? And let's just dive right into Swiss.
1: All right, so at the time of recording, it was just last weekend, which is the last weekend of August, uh, which my calendar isn't up at the moment, but I believe that should be about 24th to 25th. I think that's right. Sounds like that, yeah. Um, so yeah, we it wasn't as large as it has been other years. We only had 25 people. Um, but it was still a very nice, a cozy little event, to be honest. Because uh, this is the first time I've gone to a large T event, um, and every but everyone I played, I've previously played before. Oh, really? Uh, um, yes. Yeah, so, so it was a it was a fun kind of, I suppose you could say, get together.
0: Sure. Um, I, before um, I, you dive into, it, I want to say it was also the case, wasn't it, that the other FFG tournaments, like it, there wasn't a whole lot of attendance at the other tournaments as well, right?
1: Uh, you know? as, far as, I'm, as far as I'm aware, it definitely was lower than it could have been. But mm. just comparing them to IA, the grand scope makes them look big. Um, mm. But I don't really play the other games, so I have no idea what the common is for them. But like, Necron okay. had just over a hundred. Okay. X-wing had about a hundred as well. Destiny about a hundred as well. Okay. Uh, Good. L5R Good maybe fifty.
0: Okay. So, yeah. Cool.
1: Um, all right, so what I was running as usual is Han Rangers, Triple Smugglers, with, with the eight activation build with Rebel High Command and Bounce of the Force. Mm. So, something that I've done a lot these or that I brought up last time I was here was In the Shadows, mm. um, which is a fun little card, um, that it basically plays with positioning. Um, but I decided that because Vader Because I knew Vader was my worst matchup. Um, Mm. Every event I'd ever been to showed me that. I'm confident against IG. I'm confident against the mirror match. I'm confident against the non-IG mercenary matchups. But Vader is always, always a problem. Mm. So I decided to playtest a bit and branch out and see what could potentially be new and good. And I found this little card... Costs one point. No one is ever going to expect it, but it is the perfect Vader counter. Okay. That card is Marksman. Mm, so, interesting. Yeah, so I was playtesting with it, and seriously, it has saved my game. It has saved me so many times in practice that I, I just couldn't pass it up because even though In the Shadows is so good against Sniper Mashup. I was just thinking, okay, in a Vader matchup, what do I want—a useless card or a card that really helps me? Because my problem with Vader is that I can't get enough attacks in before he kills me. Yes, but, uh, because he body blocks all the time. But that, yep. the marksman, allows me to see right through that, and it even helped me in some non-Vader uh, matchups as well. Explain. You later. should
0: uh, you, you should say what marksman is, because some people might not know.
1: Ah, of course. So what Marksman is, is it's cost one point. Uh, You may use up to two in your deck, but I only used one because once you play one, immediately the mind games start going and they think, oh, does he have a second one? And then they start potentially playing around that. Um, So that's basically the point of it. But what it does is that it's any figure used before you declare a ranged attack. Figures do not block line of sight for this attack. So doesn't matter if they have five figures standing between you and your opponents it's just it's going down um and then the other i suppose you could consider odd choice was obviously Hot of freedom which i always run in a bounce of the force rebel list because just those two movement points have alone have won me so many games
0: so why would you uh, do that as opposed to like is that you think that's better than fleet-footed right like it's one less movement point but it's Free, right, as opposed to costing you two points. What's um, the thought I,
1: there? I would say so. Uh, my reasoning is uh, that I have all the zero cost cards mm-hmm. I want. If I, um, if I downgrade it to something that's free, then yeah, I do gain two points, but I have no room to spend them on. Mm-hmm. So in a, in a specifically Bounce of the Force list, it is so good because of the flexibility. Because one movement point is nice. Having Han being able to move five is, you know, not bad. But yeah. the ability, in so many times in games, you just want to move three and perform that attack, but then you are exposed. Yep. You can't move two in safety. You can't move one in safety. You can only move three. Um, that's what also why it's tons better than urgency, because mm. obviously all movement points from urgency have to be spent at the same time. And I think it's like one game out of seven where I use all six at the same time to get a nice attack off. Otherwise it's three and three or four and two.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, and yeah, I suppose the only other unusual card is stimulants. I dropped that eye for stimulants, um, which um, it, which is a fun little card. Um, when I have five smugglers in my list um, with Han Hare and the three regular smugglers, you have so many figures who can use it. And even just delivering that killing <laughs> shot with the stimulants uh, to on any figure is pretty fun.
0: Yeah, indeed. Awesome. Okay, so that that is the list. I really like it. I think it is interesting. I I think the three regular smugglers is such a great choice. I mean, smugglers their value just keeps going up and up as we keep getting these objective focused maps. Right. I mean, they were sure. good on Nalhada. They're amazing on Moss Eisley and like concealed treasures. They're just the absolute best. And yeah. so it's it is. I'm I'm a big fan, big, big fan of the three Rebel Smugglers, as opposed to what most people would do would be run two Rebel Smugglers and yeah, regular smugglers, and then R2 or Mac or something like that.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Very cool. All right. Well, let's uh dive right into Swiss. How'd you do?
1: All right. Um, so round one, um, I went up against um no one because by winning a regional early in the year I had a round one by, which was nice. Yeah. Uh, but so then, going into game two, uh, I was one to know thanks to the buy, and I went up against my good friend Vid, who I've I've played a lot previously. Um, is that he, David Gao? Uh, no, it, it's it's a different Vid. Um, okay, yeah, he just prefers going by Vid. Okay, um, cool. Is this Bid Vid? Is that who this is? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, that's, that's such it's such a very cool nickname. <laughs> I know it's it's really nice. Um <clears throat> uh but yeah. So um we, we've been we've known each other for quite a while. Um he beat me a lot when I started out playing um, and then I've been beating him a lot this last year. So he took me out in the top 8 at Nationals last year. So this was kind of a... But then I took him out to be able to get into the top cut of the regional, which I then won earlier this year. So we, we've been, you know, uh, do, doing some uh, power plays up and down and forwards and back. Um, but yeah, so... <clears throat> the mission was... use um, crew carrier droids. Okay. And he was running Scum Hunters. Um, the... It's not a list. I've, I've never seen it before, but it was very interesting. Um, so he didn't have um, IG, but he didn't have Ona or Jabba either. Mm. So I can't remember who the exact list was, but it was like one or two groups a week, ways, probably two. Um, yeah, it, it was definitely two. Um, Claudite, regular. Um, Vinto, Greedo and then some other support shenanigans. Okay. Yeah, so it was a pretty coolist. Um, so obviously he had devious. He took the um, <clears throat> imperial-looking side. And I was stuck with initiative with the other side. Okay. Um, so how the game went was he tried to conspire, and it being a regular Claudite, uh, got no surges. Of course. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, is very fun. Um, so... Yeah, uh, I think the big takeaway from this game is that it was, you, you know, the saying that just right before you die, um, you um, see your life flashing in front of you. I had a similar thing going where like he had my last event for, Imper- for not Imperials, for Han Rages. I finally clicked that final piece of the puzzle of how to play them. Um, because I've always been able to play them, but I haven't, you know, had a direct plan going in. Yeah. But somehow this game showed me um, exactly what it was, what it is I want to look for. And what that was is rangers with the right cards can pull an IG. If you have initiative coming your way and you have a negation in your hand, and you have call the vanguard Assassinate to his height and add all focused rangers... <laughs> They just Which, tear your opponent's list apart.
0: Yes, indeed.
1: So what happened was, um, it had been a lot of back and forth. I was being very conservative, because that's basically how you want to play ranges. They're not like weak ways who you can more often throw away. Um, so he brought Evinto up to try and shoot Hera, I believe it was. Um, did only like four damage through his two Mm. attacks. Um, and then, but then I had Marksman in my hand. Only one Ranger could see Vinto, but if I shot him, then the Jawa would have been able to come up and finish her off. So one of my Rangers far on the other side of the map played Marksman to shoot Vinto, which he wasn't expecting, but that forced him to on the lamb, um, early. So he ran all the way back. Meaning that my other ranger, who was by Vinto, could then just hit, pick up, pick off that um, Jawa, which was oh, a very, that's very so nice. awesome. That yeah. is awesome, exactly. And and just that because every time uh, I I play an unusual card, um, people's. Um, Brow always furrows up and they ask, Wait, what's that? <laughs> and it was the exact same here. So I handed him the card, he had to look at it, and huh.
0: Um,
1: but yeah, it was well,
0: well, that's gonna ruin my day,
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so also another swingy part of the game was that at the end of round one, um, I had positioned Han so that if my center door opened and his center door opened, I would have been able to shoot his uh, claw light. And hmm. playing against spies as Han rangers, you know. You get to get you need to get rid of spice. Yes, they are absolutely. A pain with all of their shenanigans. But he didn't open his door as, you know, is expected. But he overexposed his droid. He could have just mm-hmm. moved it five. Instead he moved it six. So directly into Han's line of sight, and Han took it out at the end of the round. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um but yeah. The biggest part of the game was when Han I had the last activation. Han double-moved to the booth um, where there was a way, Greedo and Vinto. Um, he did something. And then my last activation was rangers. Mm. I had called the Vanguard and negation and the hunter cards in my hand. Mm. Initiative was coming my way. Yeah. So I took all my rangers. I knew, I knew, knew that he had formed his last activation for the round. I ran them forward. Um, and this is <laughs> what went down after that. End of round, hunched Suikwe, kill Suikwe. Start gosh. a round, call the vanguard, ranger moves, uh, one-shot Svinto. Oh my gosh. Then, then rangers activate, one-shot Greedo, one-shot Clawdite, and I made a mistake, I overexposed, but I only did four damage to Gideon. <laughs> but that was like basically half his list gone. <laughs> Oh man, that's <laughs> it, brutal. Yeah, exactly. And I still had Han to go. I still could do shenanigans. So, if because he, he was, you know, none of us was really in the lead. But it just at the beginning of a round, it went from you know zero to zero to twenty to zero.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I should say so. Matt Richards, one of our local players, he played Greg Monson at Worlds, and he had a very similar thing. And I think this is something that. This is a good thing for Hon Ranger players to know is that if you're if you've got negation in hand, right, and you, um initiative is coming your way, that I think that is such a great comparison, Isaac, in terms of like they can function like IG, right? In terms of their explosive damage, it's enough That's to better. just completely wipe the board state of your opponent.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cause I mean, the ability to do max damage seven PS1. Oh, is- man crazy especially when you said they have 2 rerolls. they can have tools for their job so that suddenly goes to 10 they yep. have assassinate again 10 they can remove dodges mm. primary target if they shoot someone valuable they oh, i just love those <laughs> buckers. yeah that's crazy <laughs> so, so
0: good so much
1: yeah um and yeah basically after that he just couldn't really recover in time yeah. so the game went to time and i was in the lead but if it hadn't gone to time and we had done another round i would have gotten 12 points off droids so okay. um, I, I think I would have won either way but yeah that made me 2-0 and o, and that was game 2 there you go um, so then game 3 um, <laughs> I was drawn against Alistair um, ah. which, which was okay so now I'm going up against Europe's best Vader player uh, and I'm scared as heck of Vader lists. that's going to be great <laughs> and then the map was drawn and there was the exact same map he beat me without any possible way for me to win at Euros so it was just like oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what the map was was mostly control stashes which oh, that's anything not- that's control against Imperial is bad
0: And there's a lot of things going on with Moss Eisley, right? Like, it's a control stashes, which is good for Imperials. It's a smaller map, which is good for Imperials.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And because I love pick-up crates, (laughs) let's be honest. If it had been pick-up crates, I would have been stoked. Yeah, absolutely. Because, Because my smugglers just love running in and out and in and out and picking up crates. Whereas here, if I run my smuggler to a crate, it will get killed by... Because my objective runner is a three health white die figure. His objective runner is a seven health jet trooper with a three die attack. Yeah, exactly. And agile. So it's like in a matchup when they're two spaces away from each other, I wonder who's going to die. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so then going in, uh, I drew initiative. Um, So I chose the interior side. Um, He got the exterior side. And he knew that I was running Marksman because I'd been running the idea past him and telling him him about it and such. Um, Big takeaway from this game was when your opponent passes and then force chokes your smuggler, it doesn't matter what you have in your hand, just throw a card. Because Vader became a choking turret this game. Mm. And... It, it so importantly came down to this one part, just round one. My smuggler double moved down to the stash. Then he opened the door, went with Vader, full-stroke the smuggler. I was like, mm, my hand's really bad. I don't really want him to check a card. Okay, he's dead. What mm. I didn't realize at the time is that that gave him the last activation. Oh, man. And Vader having the last activation frees up so much for the vader player and it restricts you a ridiculous amount because absolutely because just like i said last episode imperial is about controlling where your opponent can go and controlling the threat range yeah if they go last that that you have nothing to to do about that if you position Hans so that they can't go into the central way okay he'll just move up Uh, okay to be fair he had already activated vader to choke the smuggler but still just having the last activation is massive Especially yeah exactly.
0: I mean the the next because the next round he is gonna have the last activation. So I assume that um Alistair, he was running a seven activation list. Is that what what I'm hearing? Uh
1: no, he was running a, a six activate uh the six activation classic one, uh of Vader, double e uh cross edge rights, and two officers.
0: Oh, but you but the reason he'd have last activation next yeah. is because you would be going first.
1: Uh yeah, exactly, because I went okay. first and he pulsed so that we were on yeah, equal grounds and then there he killed. Go. Yep. yep um yeah that figure okay Um, that makes sense yeah and yeah that wasn't ideal and after that i it it was things like one of its his jets ran up to my door he shot a ranger did four damage threw a grenade on him and a smuggler killed them both (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) yeah um and yeah, I mean incredibly well played on his part, but I had no chance. <laughs> yeah.
0: Good old Alistair. I mean, Alistair is such an incredible player, so
1: he really is. And yeah. Really is. Awesome.
0: Okay, so yeah. I mean the, the single loss of the day being to Alistair, or I mean the the single loss so far being to Alistair is not not bad. So for sure. Let us see how we
1: fare. Indeed. Um, so um, as I usually do after a game that's really tight, or uh, either tight or complete wipeout, so I just need uh, uh, some time to refresh. I just stuck in my earphones and then popped on some pop opera, <laughs> which, I always do, <laughs> which I always do at events. I did it at Euros as well when I had a super tight game. I just, okay, I need to calm down, and then just put on some nice music. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, um, we then had lunch, uh, which was... Oh, no, we had lunch before game two, which was odd for everyone with a bye because we had one game and then lunch, mm. <laughs> um, which was odd. Um, yeah, round three, I was going up against my very good friend, Ollie. Um huh. So I spoke about him previously on the podcast. He's one of the UK's best uh, Han Chewie players. And it's always fun playing against him. Mm. He's an amazing player. Um, he actually won a regional um, early in the year. So he also had a buy. Um, so as expected, he was running Han Chewy. Okay. Um, can't remember the exact list, but he had Mac in there. Okay. So it was very similar to mine, except instead of the three smugglers, I think he had two smugglers Mac and he maybe dropped something else. Um, so the mission was uh, you screw control. Which, as I have the smuggler advantage and the range advantage, is not very good for me. Absolutely. Um, so, let's see. Uh, he took the Imperial-looking side, I took the other side. Uh, which I was fine with. It's, it's a fine side. I just don't like it against Vader, otherwise I'm completely fine with it. Yeah. Um, but basically... Um, uh, one of my favorite parts of this game was that because i've been playing in the shadows for months and it's kind of become my staple uh and for anyone who doesn't know what it does in the shadows is one cost include one on your deck smuggler or hunter use at the start of a round until the end of the round hostile figures um four or more spaces away from you do not have line of sight to you
0: it's such a cool card
1: yeah that means that that weak ways have to be way in close to from the shot ranges have to be so close that they don't get their rerolls which is massive yeah absolutely um but yeah uh, like i said i dropped it in in favor of uh maximum um but how the game went was chewy was very hit and run so he was you know running in shooting i shot him on the land back into a super safe niche but his Chewy low-rolled, meaning that my ranger, even though taking... No, he he, he didn't take a slam, but he was shot uh, while focused. While Chewy was focused, and he survived with three health.
0: Ooh, um, man, so, that's not yeah.
1: good. Yeah, he definitely low-rolled on that attack. Um, and then I was um, stunned as well. <laughs> but that gave me, for the first time... Uh, I think it was for the first time in these seven months of playing on rangers, I got to use... Heart of Freedom for the actual purpose.
0: (laughs) To (laughs) to to, to a a discarded condition.
1: Yeah, and (laughs) clearing stun. So he was like, oh my God. And then uh, shot him, he on the land, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But it was because Oli is a positioning god. Um, So, which you need to be to be able to play Han Chewie competitively. And he does it with such style and finesse that it's so impressive to see. Um, but basically one of the turning points of the game was, um, my Han was slightly overexposed. He element to surprise chose for the jobs shot my Han. He rolled perfectly except for the red, which was on a one. He rerolled it into a one again. That meant Han took 10 damage. I did not want to return fire at that point, <laughs> um, because he had his own return fire. Um, but remember because that, that's the vital part. Um, Han decided to then be super safe, uh, run back in, um, like I said, stay safe and conservative. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but then what he did, he had the last activation. He thought for a long time about what to do, but he ran in Chewie. Chewie had taken maybe four damage, I want to say, M- maybe less, um, okay. but he had taken a little bit. Oh yeah, exactly, that, that's the thing, he had taken exactly four damage. Um, so he slammed and... So he double-moved and slammed a ranger. Interesting. And then I knew that Holland is within slam range for Chewie. Chewie can move four, slam hunt, kill him, and then shoot a ranger. Which is very scary. Yes. So then going into the next round, I knew, okay, I'll just activate my rangers. I've got a few hunter cards. I should be able to kill him. Because in three yep. attacks, you could... Uh, Unfocused attacks, you could potentially do... Ten damage. It's
0: difficult because you're not. Yeah, but you're not. He's not going to dodge, right? Yeah, so exactly. all you got to do is just get through defense. Die.
1: But then he played in the shadows. Oh. And, and I was just looking at the card, and then I looked up at him because because I've been running the idea past him a lot when I was first started playing it, and just smiled and said to him. If that makes me miss out on the top cut, I'm going to be so happy <laughs> because if I'm undone by by the card that I made played, <laughs> uh, oh. that you cannot complain about that. It's like you, yes, you, you missing out on top sixteen at Wells because of someone else playing the box.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. I would say, I would say, I would doff my cap to you, sir. Exactly. That's awesome. Awesome. <laughs>
1: that then... Because that then gave me the choice. Do I go with Han, who definitely can't one-shot just to get his value out, or do yeah. I go with the Rangers? Mm. Um, I went with Rangers, which in hindsight was a mistake. Um, but I did not enough damage. He lived by like 64 health. So he moved up, slammed, killed my Han, and then shot uh, a Ranger. He mm. might have killed it. I don't think he did, but he did a little bit of damage. Yeah. Maybe stunned him. Um that gave him a massive lead. Um, but then Hera was able to kill off Chewie, kind of evening the playfield. But he was still in such a lead through other figures he had killed and objectives he had won. Mm. So my, I had one path of victory. Next round, um, my ranger had to one-shot harm. Oh my gosh. You had 10 health left. Oh
0: man. <laughs> so I moved Is the back. ranger focused?
1: The ranger's not focused. But oh, <clears throat> I did have um, Pr- primary target. So okay, control. okay. There we go. So I moved up, primary target, shot, because th- this was going to be game. If he dodged or just didn't let me do enough damage, he he would win. Yeah. There's nothing I could do about that. Because um, I think he was on um, 80, uh, 38 and I was on 29 or 30 or something. Um, so I shot, he blanked. I did exactly seven damage, assassinate. Oh, man. And that was game. <sighs> wow. And yeah, it turned and it, it turned on a dice roll. And it's like yeah. games like that, you know, have been well played by both players. Because if it comes down to how the dice work, then that means that it's out of your control. None of us yeah. mispositioned. None of us did anything wrong, basically. That's we were, awesome. We were both just taking out each other's figures and... Yeah, it it was a really, really fun game. Win or lose, I would have been very pleased with that game.
0: That's cool. That's very, very cool.
1: Um, so yeah, Uh was 3-1 uh, so far, going into round 5. Um, so if I lost the next one, I would have a small chance of getting in uh, on the top cut. But if I won the next one, I would have guaranteed. Okay. Um, and I was drawn against Paul Boyle. Ah, uh, good old Paul! Indeed. Um so he was running uh han rangers um so he had left his uh Luke Luke rangers six act days behind him and uh c- jumped on the train of han rangers just as this was falling down the cliff <laughs> uh, um <clears throat> he was running let's see he had oh that's the one he was running the greg variant with r2 two smugglers um heart of not Heart of Freedom, uh, Rebel High Command.
0: Re- re- yeah, Rebel High Command. So it's, it's got more card draw, but more, less smuggler. Yeah, yeah Less so smugglers, obviously. And still eight acts.
1: Exactly. So definitely a very good and solid variation of the list. Mm. Um, and this was Pick Up Crates on. Um, <clears throat> what's it called? Moss Isley. Yeah, Moss Isley. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I think the biggest thing here was that I had been playing this mission for so long with Han Rangers. Yep. that i kind of knew exactly where i wanted to stand just even with my eyes closed i could do my deployment yeah um whereas he had been uh, mastering luke rangers for months and months and months even longer than i've been doing han rangers and he's super good at that and i wanted to try out this and you know like han rangers took me ages to figure out and it takes anyone ages to figure out
0: yeah because it's such an incredibly narrow margin of a list exactly like you make a single mistake with it and you can lose two rangers and the game's over pretty much
1: yeah exactly i mean it's it's the um at that point in the meta it was the best uh best example of a glass cannon just as much damage as ig not even a third as tanky
0: nope great great comparison
1: Thank you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, so I had the interior side again, which probably meant I had initiative. No, actually, he had initiative, and he took the exterior side, which make me, which made me really happy. Um, but yeah, so the thing here was that his smugglers didn't really do much, uh, as in they want they they were picking up crates, but they were picking up their crates round two instead of round one, whereas I was holding two crates round one. Mm. Um, just because of having more smugglers and, um, knowing exactly where, I, where to go with them. Yep. Um, I drew on the lamb in my starting hand, which is always good, but, yes, indeed. <laughs> but with this, um, that with this, uh, list, um, or oh, sorry, with this map, uh, and mission, what to do with, um, on the lamb is always an interesting one because it's a six point swing if they kill a smuggler so it's often i find it very very good to use it on a smuggler um so basically he had the last like hmm, wait he had the last activation okay so i must start with an then okay. um, but he had the last activation um uh, <clears throat> i think okay someone had the last activation but, um, <laughs> but <laughs> someone definitely yeah uh, someone shot uh, one of my smugglers I was thinking, okay, he's probably going to hit. I'm going to play on the lamb and I'm going to survive. And I'm whilst, whilst running past, I'm going to drop off the crate and then I'm going to keep on running down to the next one because yep, getting indeed. six movement points and dropping off a crate, they, that actually helps you. Absolutely. And he played price on the heads on Han. So that made me think, okay, so I'll use this on the lamb on the smuggler. Han will not do crap for the rest of the game until I, until the risk is minimal. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but then I just turned out to dodge instead, so I was completely happy with that. So you're like, all right, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'll keep. I'll keep on the lamb. Yeah, I'll keep on the lamb. I'll keep my crates, and I still get two movement points. Thank you very much, sir. And there you just wasted a focus. Um, so, and then I think Han moved up and killed that we that ranger or something. Mm. Mm, something like that. I'm not really sure. Um, uh, oh no, Han killed ranger early in the round. Um, okay. But then he had initiative next round, okay, so I did start with initiative. And he then went up with Han into a safe spot, shot right up into my little tunnel of smugglers. And this time I was like, hee hee. (laughs) Uh, So I didn't dodge, uh, but I did on the land, moving six spaces, basically. um, So I was by my terminal, I moved through my deployment zone, dropped off the crate and was halfway down to the next one. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, it's it's just insane. And just see just the look on their face when they see. Okay, so you have on the lamb. Boom 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 and they just run away. And yep, they're gone. Yeah, it's it's so satisfying. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then that round was kind of slow. But I uh, in my hand I had Call the Vanguard and Negation with an initiative coming my way there we go hmm so i was focusing on my ranges just keeping them safe made sure i had the last activation and then just ran up my ranges so that meant that at the start of the next round just like before call the vanguard one two three four shoot assassinate kill a ranger mm. it, i don't know if he take play take initiative but if he did it was negated um uh, his next ranger died as well, so he was down all ranges without playing any hunter cards, which is always Ugh. a pain for Ugh. Han rangers players. Yeah. Uh, and then I did a few little damage to Gideon because I didn't want to kill Han. I don't want to touch him because he probably has <laughs> yeah. on the lamb now, And I just need to stay ahead on points. And I had celebration, so I just want to kill a unique figure. Yep. So I shot Gideon. Um, but what I didn't realize was that I was still hidden after my ranger kill which was so annoying because then I would have one shot at him. But then I was like, oh no, what, two dam- three damage on the dice, and he rolled one block, that's not enough. So I re-rolled, but I, with my hidden, I would have gotten it. But, oh, oh well. Uh, he did die later on, uh, and then, long story short, the game continued, his Han made a real comeback by killing two, if not three, of my rangers. No oh boy. But, but, but they had gotten their points worth back, and I was still so ahead with, by crate points, that I wasn't that worried yeah um and yeah it came down to at the end my smuggler shot 3po uh did three damage uh with Hera. um han killed the smuggler in the round so next round i had initiative um the hera moved one two three four stimulants on 3po to kill him and that won me the game wow which is that's uh, awesome yeah it's a very fun way to win um Pierre yeah, was very well played on both sides and was, yeah, I mean, it's always a good game against Paul. He, he yes, does. Indeed. You can never expect what he does. Um, he always pulls out these tricky maneuvers that you didn't see coming, like, huh, you're going to shoot that one instead of that. I wonder why. Oh, now I see. Awesome. Awesome. So that was round four. We're on to round five. Um, that was round five, but my fourth game because I had the bye. Oh, that's right. That's right. And right. there was only five games, so that was Swiss. So, I ended up fourth um after okay. Swiss, um first making the cut um yeah, was I am pretty pleased awesome um,
0: that is very did they do i they did uh the cut the next day right
1: yes, they did, so we did okay. have a nice um little um just just a you know night to sleep in on it and not stress too much about it because there something that um cost me at euros was that I was. I was too committed and I was too worried about what was going to happen in my top cut game. And I think that that, whenever I get worried and really get desperate in a performance, I do worse. The mm-hmm. one regional I've won was the one regional I went to after making top four and just and just thinking, you know what, I've got all the prizes, I don't care how I do. Oh, looks like I won. <laughs> um, oh, all right, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when I don't care what happens, that's when I do, that's when I perform the best. So I just wanted to keep that mindset going and I have just kept kept it um and it did actually turn out for me pretty well um so top eight um i was going up against my good friend tom um we've been playing a lot um of vassal knowing each other for a few years and such he was running another list i dread he invented this list uh or uh, as far as i know so it's it's not a it's not a state of the mate list it's spice rangers
0: Oh, yes! I love this list. Yes. I love this list.
1: I, I mean, sitting across from it, I hate it, but I, 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 see, yes, I see where you're coming from.
0: Yes, indeed. Um, okay, fair. <laughs> Total, I would also hate seeing it uh, across the
1: board. Yeah. Uh, so what the list is, is Elite Rangers, as you might have guessed, with Ahsoka, Mac, and Jarrett. And then Flavor to Taste. He had R2, I think, and stuff like that. I don't remember the exact details, but I had more smugglers than he did um so going into so i knew that he was going to run this i knew that he had this and he, he had beat alistair with that list at um store champs um so i knew that so i was kind of just thinking about it casually just thinking about a game plan and i decided to not be dependent on cards because that's basically how you play around spice especially if they have three yep. of them Com disruption is going in so assassinate on the lamb will get removed yep um i can't rely on the cards i have in hand um, and yeah, that, that's that's about it. Because spies are just going to do. If you get reliant on the cards you have, like if you overexpose Hanworth, thinking okay, but I have um on the lamb, or I'll shoot him because I have heightened reflexes. yeah let's not do that, mate. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So what I did was just going in with the mindset. Okay, I don't care about cards because th- the funny thing that he does, and I hope he doesn't mind me um, saying this. He has Data Theft.
0: Oh, yes, I love that card.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, Which it's is... tough to
0: make it work, but it's a very
1: cool card. Exactly, but with the fact that he has Rangers and Spies, yep. most likely in most matchups, he's going to get uh, a card that he can use. Yep, absolutely. Like, double assassinate in one round, or oh even gosh. if he's against an imperialist, just, you know, pl- planning, celebration, negation is a big one. Yeah, there's tons of great choices. Exactly. Um, so the, the mission was Tarkin... Um, uh, rogue ai okay um i had the exterior side here the interior um so how the game went was it was i don't want to say slow but it was because both of us really had to think he knew that if he overexposed i was going to tempt shreds and i knew that if i overexposed he was going to tell me shreds as well except he had he would have the reliable cards to actually do so absolutely um so um i played very conservatively and yeah there was this one point of the game where i had kind of overexposed as in two rangers were hidden because they were body blocked by smuggler uh, and they were both focused but then he moved up his three rangers to his door and so i was expecting okay first ranger shoots the door kills the smuggler Next one moves up, kills the ranger. Next one moves up, kills the ranger. So I was pretty worried. I was like, damn, this could lose me the game. But then he decided to play on the conservative side, which is not a bad option, but he opened the door with one of them and then ran away. Mm. Um, which, you know, uh, cost him from forming kills, but that definitely did help uh, because I didn't have as many shots with arm. Um Then the next one shot the smuggler and I on the land because I knew he probably had commons disruption. And if he did, fine. But if he didn't, I could move two into safety and then move two back to body block my two rangers and spending an on the lamb to save a ranger's life any day of the week. Absolutely. Um, so I did that, but he did decide to come disrupt it. Yep. Uh, which, you know, was expected, but then at least I knew it was gone. So my game plan going in was just... W- stay conservative and still you see his spy cards going out once he starts running out that's when i feel more confident but yeah and then he managed to kill one ranger after that with i think assassin or something like that um the big turning point of the game was that he was in the lead without a doubt because i couldn't really get the shots off i needed because we the main combat was produced in the middle hallway rather than the top one um, which, which gives him the advantage. So I have the advantage in the top hallway. He has the advantage in the bottom hallway because of the red terrain. But the big turning point of the game <coughs> was that he decided to play super aggressively with Ahsoka to try and get oh. her points worth. By doing that, I won the game because <clears throat> I just needed to... Because when she was overexposed, my rangers um, won them because he thought, OK, so I'll only take one shot. Heart of Freedom, oh, why yes. so good. Took her tools for the job shot, did a lot of damage. Next one, shot again. Um, so that took her to 11 damage, which was, you know, annoying, but
0: fine. Yeah, I'm actually surprised they did not two-shot her.
1: Yeah, <laughs> me too, me too. <laughs> um, Fair. But yeah, um, so she did survive, but then she gave herself a block token and killed Gideon. That meant that the only p- uh, character who could kill her Was a smuggler and with a block token with with him nearly drawn his entire deck i was very scared yeah absolutely um because the thing was we were so close and i was constantly just keeping track of our points just trying to think what to do and how to let me go i realized that i couldn't win by directly winning i had to force it to go to a tiebreaker and then I would win on kills because he had gotten a lot of objective points, okay um, and then um but then if I shot with my smuggler and and he kill was killed by right back at you, I would have just lost because then oh, it would have it would have been it would not have been possible for me to kill him uh, sorry to get the points I needed, but if I didn't kill her. It would still be impossible, so I decided to take the risk. I declared the attack, and she did not have it. Oh man! With two cards left in the deck. Oh man! She either did so he either didn't run it, which I doubt, which I doubt, or he just had a bad luck. Wow,
0: that's but, crazy! Yeah,
1: smuggler shot her, killed her. Um, I might have celebrated or something, but I got the points I needed, and then it was super close at the end of the game. It literally came down to where the droid was placed. Oh, sorry, where the AI was placed. Oh, man, it was like It was placed one in three chance for me to pick it up, so I picked it up, and then it was placed one in three chance for him not to be able to pick it up, which which took it to the tiebreak, which let me win. It was such a close game, but it was honestly one of my favorite games I've ever played because the constant mind games, it's probably one of the most difficult games I've ever had, but the more difficult, Mm. the better. I love a challenge. Yes, indeed. See, so, yeah, it was so much fun and very well played on his side. Awesome. Um, and
0: that was your so that was top eight.
1: Top eight, yeah. Um, so then, moving on to top four. Um, so the final top four players were Alistair, myself, um, Stuart, and Vid. And okay. I was mashed up against Vid once again. Oh, there we go. Yeah, so we would see if he would get his final revenge or if i would just carry on uh beating him another time um so interestingly we drew the same mission again because they had been cycled through once oh, of course. so we got the exact same mission again um and he, so he, he w- again he was running spice which also gives me a problem but he remembered <laughs> my total <laughs> annihilation of him That one swingy round. So he decided, okay, I'm going to stay back behind my door until I draw um, strategic shift. Mm. Which, you know, is a valid strategy. The only downside to that is that I got 16 to 18 points of objectives with my smugglers while he waited behind the door.
0: Yeah so yeah i mean i i get i get the idea there but you cannot yeah, yeah okay I, I see i see what he's saying but in the same vein like you can't dig yourself into such you can't let yourself get into such a position that you're hoping for the combo to pull you out of a severe deficit as opposed to just trying to minimize the deficit exactly, right? exactly. But, but the, the but, thing
1: is he didn't know this at the time if he had opened his door i would have won three rounds earlier than the game ended at because i had all the cards i needed I had Marksman, yeah, so I could dude. shoot through his figures to... to <sighs> so so to, cool. Yeah, to kill, to just uh, ignore his body blockers. Uh, then I could actually start picking away at his body blockers. And yeah, I had Celebration, Assassinate, Heightened, everything I needed. Yeah, that's awesome. So I, I would, But then Strategic Shift came out eventually, made me shuffle my deck back in, which then gave him more of a chance, um, because I didn't have the cards I had earlier. But... Yeah, I still managed to kill um, R2. Didn't have Celebration anymore. Um, but it took me two attacks to kill him, which was annoying because I had... Did I have Heightened? I, I think I did. But he blanked on the first roll and there's nothing <laughs> you can do about the blank. Um, nope. So I had to waste two Ranger Focuses to kill him. And, and a Hera. Uh, not, not yeah, a Hera that attack. is a
0: feel... That that is a feels bad, man. Yeah.
1: Really is. Um but then um this was again such a close game um once again went to the tie. no it did not want to go to the tiebreaker because i definitely would have lost at the tiebreaker but i had to make sure because at, at the end game i had lost i had lost han i had lost one ranger he had he had lost the Clawdite, I want... No, he had not lost the Clawdite. But he had lost... Basically not that much, but I got on so many points of objective, so we were quite even. Yeah. <clears throat> but then what I did was I activated my ranges. I could shoot Vinto with my two shots. Oh, sorry, three shots. The Problem was, he had not played on the lamb yet. I was certain he had it. And I, even though Vinto could then run in and shoot me and get some points... I need to get my points worth to be able to stay ahead. So whilst, whilst stopping his attacks is important, getting the points <clears throat> just was more optimal for me at the time. Yeah. So I chewed through his already activated figures, uh, killing two weak ways and the last one on the land. But it, it was interesting because I managed to one-shot them both, and they were unfocused attacks. I think it was like or wow. tools or something, or Hera. But yeah, it was some really good rolling. Um, but yeah, that got me eight points and then because I played him earlier, and I knew he had price on his heads, price on the heads, so that made me immediately start thinking about it and I, kn- I knew that it's when the last figure in a group has activated, uh, sorry, when the last figure in a group has been defeated. So he can only play it on Gideon or my smuggler. So I double moved my smuggler from basically the middle of the board all the way into my deployment zone, just to stop that from happening and then i would have a one activation advantage what i mean by that is that if he played um price on the heads on gideon i could my gideon could move into safety Hmm. before his other hunter could move in for the kill yeah um but yeah then basically um he played it on the ranges, but then thought okay so i'll kill a range and then gain the points that wasn't the case um, and I can't remember exactly how it went down but I got on so many objective points I think I got like 21 points of objectives or something something oh, crazy like marks. that yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah I won by him not not being able to, um, I, I think he conceded because he had one attack and could at most kill someone who would take him one point below me mm. um, and yeah so that was the game but again, super close. And I only played like three command cards because he strategic shifted me. But still, it's like <laughs> Imperial Salty, yes, it's a dice game, but it's a positioning game even more.
0: Very much. Absolutely. I mean, positioning is way more determinative than your dice. I, mean, For I sure. You're, you're never going to be in a place where if your positioning is... Well, actually, I, I guess you shouldn't make such a strong declarative. I will say it like this. Your positioning is much more important than your luck. In most games. Agreed.
1: So, exactly. So, yeah, um, I meant I was moving on to the finals. There you go. Indeed. To face none other than? Alistair himself, my one monster um, in the tournament.
0: Oh, man. The, the, the Dark Lord of the set
1: Indeed. Facing the Master. Because, I mean. <laughs> That's it, exactly right. Because, I mean, without a doubt, Alistair, it was his advice. And all of his help throughout the years but made me who I am now with Imperial Assault. I would not be yeah. halfway where I am without him. So it was yeah. like... and because, But going in, we realized it was each other. It was, um, you know... Um, even though it was like, why Vader? Because every time I face anything else than Vader, I always dominate. <laughs> but every time I face Vader, I always have a problem. Especially in the hands of such a good player. Yeah, um, but we, we're both really good friends and we both we both went in with mindset that whoever wins we're happy if he wins i'm very pleased for him and if i win he's happy for me um and then um so we drew the mission (laughs) and it was weapons on um oh boy on tarkin Tarkin. so we had three Tarkin games in a row in the in the top cut there you go um so what happened here, cause this was, you know, grand final, so a little bit serious. Um, <clears throat> so he, so we were, you know, cutting each other's decks several times, uh, making sure we had all 15 cards making sure I didn't have a double assassinate for some reason. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then, and yeah, then we, I said, okay, I'll take the outside, but then we placed weapons and then I remembered, huh? Well, as it's during setup, you place weapons and then you get to choose your deployment zone. But and now, oh, okay. that, and now that there are two reds just outside the interior side, I think I'll have that one, please. Um, yes, of course. So that it was there were two reasons I chose that. For one, red weapons. <laughs> yeah, smugglers love those. Oh, figure. <clears throat> yeah,
0: um, because yeah, even though that smugglers, that's that's such a great point. Exactly. they're so good on smugglers.
1: Yes, because even though that damages their range, their damage potential is crazy. Yeah, for two points? Come on. Yeah, exactly. That's Obi-Wan's That's Obi- dice pool. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, when you put it like that, it's insane. Then imagine then yeah. standing close to Hera. Yeah, <laughs> Or yeah. just paying exactly. for the job or something like that. <clears throat> so basically, um, th- that was one reason. The other reason was that I knew that he was inexperienced on the map. Because since the map came out, yes, I had a five-week or six-week holiday in Canada, but... Um, I'd been playing the crap out of Tarkin and I kind of oh. feel like I know how it works whereas his first time or first few times playing the map was at Nationals and i had seen his games he had had the interior side every time so I thought by giving him exterior maybe that does Cheeks him up a little bit Yeah, exactly, just a little bit because <clears throat> he's beat to Han Rangers list in top 8 and top 4 from that side on this map so maybe I can, you know, not give him the hat the hat trick and give him the other zone. So after my game the previous day, where he choked my smuggler and made me feel terrible, um, <laughs> <laughs> I clumped my smugglers together on one side that he couldn't choke me, unless he really overexposed. The problem with doing that we will get to later. But, okay. Um... Yeah, I, I did that, picked up both red weapons, moved down, didn't move down to the terminal. <clears throat> um, here, so, after the game, Alistair told me that the reason he did what he did was because that after playing Han Rangers so much, he knew that he would either win quick or lose in the long run, because mm. I would just keep on getting my cards, and even though he had spies, I just had so much potential through if the game continued. So, I super mildly overexposed my Han with Gideon. Just so mildly. Okay. And he pounced on it. Um, Force Rush. Um, dark Energy to then essentially move seven. There we go. Yep. Attack. S- Supreme Low Rolls. He did like four damage. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, parting, uh, looking for a fight, Parting Blow. Attacked again. Once again, extreme low rolled, did another five. So Han had had taken 10 from dark energy, two attacks, one of the attacks with the power token. Okay. So luck was on my side there, but... Definitely. Yeah. Um, so I was like...
0: Oh, oh. You hadn't rolled a dodge. You also didn't have on the limb in your hand. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, so, and that's...
1: Yeah, okay. yeah. So luck wasn't completely on my side, but... Okay, let's put it this way. Bad luck was on his side. Luck was not on my side.
0: Okay, fair. There you go.
1: Um... So I returned fire Did like, f- did, like, <laughs> more damage than he did to me. Um, um, not throughout the two attacks, but... Then Han activated because he was stunned. I knew if he has another parting blow, Han is dead, so I have to go with him now to yep. shoot and then move into my little hidey hole where Vader can't reach me underground. Yeah. round. Yep.
0: With either a Force Choke or... Because, I mean, you've got two life left. So yeah, anything's yeah, exactly. Gonna
1: I was basically in a box of all my other figures, um, essentially. Um, so I shot him, did another few damage and then he cleared his stun <coughs> with, by activating another group. That's annoying for me because I know that, okay, now I know that I can't move past him yep. to gain that, um, reroll without risking, yeah you know, something really big, but I still need to take the attacks because if fades in your face and I have celebration, <coughs> So I had to kill him, otherwise I would just auto-lose. Um, <clears throat> so I shot Vader. One one focused attack, two unfocused attacks. I'm not sure how much he did, but I think I took him to 10. So he went from 6 to 10. Or maybe 5 okay. to 10. Um, so, you know, decent. Not amazing. Not quite where we want. No. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, and then... He moved up with his jets. Uh, One of them moved right up close uh, to the action. The other kind of stayed back. This is where the game swung. So he used Vader, moved two, attacked with Red Red, and one shot a a Ranger. He, he He got the perfect roll of three, two surge, and I rolled the one. Whoa. Yeah. So that, so that was annoying, but you know, it, it made up for his terrible attack rolls earlier. So I, I could accept it. And I was, I would rather lose a range than lose harm. Yeah. Then I played call the Vanguard. I'd assassinate and um, primary target. And because he moved away, that meant that one of my rangers could move back and get the reroll. So I shot, killed Vader celebration, beginning of round two. Okay. At that point, me and most of the people spectating thought the game was mine. Yeah. Then he activates the jet.
0: Here comes the grenade yep. or the overrun. No,
1: yep, grenadier. So there was yep. a wh- and he aimed so that it would hit basically all my fingers. <clears throat> so it was a one in six chance Han would survive, uh, a two in three chance the smugglers would survive. Uh, Han and the smugglers died. Oh. So, so he rolled
0: the three, obviously. Yeah,
1: exactly. He rolled the three, killing them, taking Hera down to four, oh, Trupio to one, and getting to two. And he oh, has man. full units of um <clears throat> jets and riots to go. Whereas I would lost my Han and a ranger, and all my smugglers carrying my red weapons. <laughs> oh my god. <gosh. laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, then his, uh, and then his jet, because uh, uh, a ranger had also been hitched by the grenadier. He shot that ranger and obviously killed him off, uh, mm. which is amazing. <laughs> but so then I had one ranger, Hera, one smuggler, Gideon, Threepio, against four rangers and two riots. Which is, uh, sorry, four jets and two riots. Which is not a good situation. (laughs) No, that is not ideal. (laughs) If nothing else, I was happy for this fact that Hera was focused by Gideon, picked up the red weapon, did a 5 die attack, and one-shotted that stupid jet who who threw the grenade. (laughs) So that was... um... (laughs) That's awesome.
0: Oh, all right. Uh, Well, I feel better about this now. Yeah.
1: And then next round, she moved up, played two of the job to perform another five die attack against another jet. Unfortunately, not killing it, but. Wow. Yeah, she she was rolling hot. Uh, She wasn't rolling hot, but she was rolling a lot of dice. Um, Yeah, indeed. But yeah. At that point, that was game. Because the jets and the riots just. And because again, it's a control the points mission against an imperialist. So every round, yeah, exactly. I'm just focusing on Vader. Is six to eight points from it for him. Yep. Yes, indeed. Um, which is not good. <laughs> <laughs> nope. So yeah, he won the game. Um, but and we we bro- I think we broke the record because, at at most, that game took thirty five minutes. Wow. It was short because and just, just like he said, told me afterwards. He knew that he would either win win early or lose late. So he went for yeah. the risk. Because one dodge or the one in six on the Grenadier would have, like, 80% made me win that game.
0: Yeah, yeah. or having your on-the-lamming attack. Yeah, exactly, or on-the-lamming
1: attack. Um, so, yeah. Um, hmm. I mean, not complaining, it was an amazing game. Super, super yeah, well absolutely. Played. Um, and if I'm going to lose to anyone... I would definitely have it be the best imperial player in Europe playing the very list I've always struggled against.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What a great, what a great match. Exactly,
1: and also, um, so as to finish on even more of a high, I was awarded the community award. There you go. Yeah, which
0: um, was very richly, very richly deserved. I am sure.
1: Well, I've got much, much, uh, much to thank. For, uh, but, <clears throat> I've, I've got very much you to thank for that because um, one of the things that um, I was awarded in appreciation was how I had represented the UK community in podcasting, which, you know, Oh, well, there you go. Indeed. Well,
0: we, well we, uh, we get many good comments on your accent, Isaac, when you come on. So th- this, uh, this, this hick from Hoytsville is always glad to get a little bit of culture on the podcast.
1: Well, thank you very much.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, that's awesome! Well, very, very many congratulations. It is very, very impressive showing. I mean, I think Alister, Alister is one who, since I very like, since I very started, I'm sorry, since I first started playing Imperial Assault, I've been listening to the Board Wars podcast, and Alister has just always been, you know, he's just been such a a light in the community in terms of he's a great sport, very, very patient i think with explaining the intricacies of the game as opposed to you know he he never assumes knowledge on the part of his guests which is helpful for newer players and i have just learned so much from him and he's such an incredible player so Absolutely. that is a that is a great way a, a great final between you two
1: exactly and yeah it's like no complaints as, at all i mean second place and community prize is that that much different from first place and a piece of glass on my wall yeah
0: absolutely i i mean you're that is a a great point very very great point especially because you're just going to win next year so i mean (laughs) who cares
1: well i'm not really sure if i'm even going to be able to make it uh next year uk national so i might be away at uh, summer camp for two months depending if i get them right back but uh, yeah we'll see
0: there you go. I mean, you can win Canadian nationals, I guess. North Americans, I guess that's that's what will be. Awesome. Well, what I want to do. So again, congratulations. Excellent showing. What I want to do with like the few minutes we've got left, we're we're rounding the hour bend. But in as much as lafalle has been, has dropped. People have been playing it. Specter Cell has won. I've the two store championships that have most recently been reported have been won by Specter Cell. Mm. So I think that is obviously very interesting, and there was a store championship in Poland that was won by Jack um, Victor Jack on the Slack channel, who was running a Sabine Hunter list. Okay, so it's clear, very clear, that Specter Cell is already going to make a little bit of a splash. It won't be legal for Nova, um, which is this weekend, but it's it's just clear that it's going to make a little bit of a splash. So I want to ask you, as a someone who has made their name playing Han Rangers, like what is your plan in terms of? Like list building, like what do you like? Are you going to adapt Han rangers, or are you just going to move into another archetype? Like, what's the plan?
1: All right. So, on one hand, um, I definitely i think the, that it is possible to make Han rangers viable. They it's just they're going to be even more swingy, because they are so dependent on their cards, and now that they can't be as dependent on dependent on their focus, they are going to be mm-hmm. even more dependent on cards. Meaning, yeah, anything that's spy related or thrawn related. Is a great point. Um, great point. So instead, um, I'm going to be focusing on new archetypes because, for one, I love Hunter Rangers, But second place at nationals—that's that's a very nice farewell to my favorite list. Yeah. <laughs> um, great point. Yeah. So I'll just be uh, for now. Maybe I'll be picking it up again eventually, but I'll be leaving it alone. Uh, I've I, as soon as. Because as soon as Nationals was done, uh, the next day, we, we had a whole other day at, um, at, at the event, just for side events and stuff like that. Um, so Alice and I were playing a few IA games with the new stuff just to see what, what could happen. Turns out Spectre Cell is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yep, um, yep, yep, yep. Like, and some people could call it broken. I don't necessarily disagree <laughs> Um, I, I, just, don't dis- I don't. Agree. I don't. think. I
0: think it's too early. Yeah. Exactly.
1: I, I. don't agree fully. I'm going I'm going in with an open mind. I think it's very powerful. And yes. But it's powerful in a way we've already seen before. Han's the Round attack, blaze of glory, son of Skywalker. Except the randomness of it. Except there's a randomness to it. As in, there's yes. no set time. There's no. Okay, I can do this. I can move here to shoot someone and then use Gideon to move him back so he doesn't get, get killed by Han's end of round. There's, there's nothing yep. like that against this list. So, yeah, it, because it's very forgiving as well. It, but it's a nice buy-in um, because it's like, for new players getting into the game, here is a, a relatively cheap list which you can get yep. without buying yep. everything.
0: I absolutely love that feature of this
1: list. I exactly. love it, and
0: we're going to get new people back here. Here is a list.
1: Yeah, exactly. And for me, even say if it becomes the only playable list, which I doubt honestly, yeah. I'm not entirely, okay. but still, okay. um, basically, if we are exchanging nine months of a very mirror matchy meter in exchange for doubling our attendance. That's, that, that's, mm, something, that's something I would be willing to take. That being said, I'm not defending the list. Um, do I think it's fun? Yeah, yeah I think it's fun running. Um, yes, I, I agree with that. Is it the kind of rebel list we've... No, we've... That is thematically rebel. No. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good because point. Because it would be perfectly fine without the extra block. The biggest problem is the ex- in, ter- in terms of like fitting with like the
0: the normal rebel archetype,
1: normal rebel type, and even the list would be fine without the block. But the thing is, rebels are supposed to be glass cannons, and that yeah. because not always, but like Han Rages glass cannon, Han Shui glass cannon, yeah. your box glass cannon. This is some weird mashup between. Empire and Rebel, because you've got the damage output of rebels who consistently focus except without needing to spend the actions to focus. And you've got the defensive capabilities of someone who's pitching cards to Zillow, except you don't have Zillow and you don't pitch cards. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's kinda kind of strange, really. Exactly. Um so I think that it's gonna be a strong archetype. Um people are going to be able to play around it. I'm not even worried about that. It's strong, but I've beaten it um Mm. i've also played with it and lost it's yes it's a tough list very forgiving but that just means mind games is going to be even more powerful and i mean the Mm. more mind games the more fun game in my opinion um and if nothing else this is the first list in a long time where command deck choice is um very diverse even if yeah even if actual deployment cards isn't but that that's probably going yeah. to get narrowed down in the next few months as people start to get get a sense of what is the most optimal yeah, but um yeah,
0: well, that's a, see, I feel like it's interesting, and we were talking about this before the podcast um but I think that the fact that it's I, I I mean I get that it's super strong and I get complaints about it being super strong and Brett Kelly has posted an article on his blog about how he thinks that Sabine's card rebel graffiti is broken. And in a lot of ways, I, I I totally see his point. And I do think I do think Rebel Graf- Graffiti is too sh- – I think it's too strong, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think On the Lamb is too strong or Blaze is too strong or Son of Skywalker is too strong. I totally get that. Yeah. But in the same vein, I'm looking at this list and I'm like, it's six activations. Yes, they're tanky and yes, they've got solid hits. But it's, it's – like that's what I'm looking at, right? Like I think – my problem when i'm approaching lists is that there's going to be certain things and obviously this might be what rebel graffiti is but there's gonna be certain cards like blaze of glory right like if i'm playing dt and he's got blaze of glory in his hand round one and i don't have a spy card to burn that i'm probably going to lose that game right yeah and so like these are kind of like parameters that we've been working under for a long time and i'm just not like, I would much prefer to say you're going to face an opponent who is bringing six strong units to the field, but not Blaze of Glory. I'd be like, I'll take that. I'll take that one, as opposed to the Blaze of Glory. So
1: Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, is this that different from IG, when we actually think about it? Because it is thematic in the way that it's all about teamwork, and it, it's such yes. a weird list. Because looking at it, you think, <clears throat> no trait synergy, no action nope. synergy. No attack synergy, no synergy in any freaking way. Why are they so good? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they, they did definitely nail that, as in they work together even though they do such different things, which, you know, is thematic to the Rebels show. Very cool. Um, Agreed. But yeah, it's just <clears throat> the only change I would have made is remove the one extra block. It's very unnecessary because um, that's what takes it from A tier to a starter <clears throat> yeah. and if we have an a star list there's still going to be other good lists but it's like people are talking about oh, is this really the return of four by four no it's not, it's no, not the return no, no, of four no. by four i mean i yeah. have beat this list with scum vp manipulation and i'm sure and yes i mean it's powerful and if they have the right cards and because a lot of people are i like saying oh well look at that they they defeated ig round one well what was ig doing in their face round one
0: yeah that's a great point right ig should i I think the ig double pirates list the seven activation list personally this is just theory crafting not practice scott and i are going to be playing a game here and it's evening time it's evening time right now where i'm at in utah it's very early morning for good old isaac (laughs) And the morning in my morning time, Scott and I are going to play some games, and I want to try some IG Pirates against Specter Cell because I think that I think the IG Double Pirates is going to have a good time against this list. Now, obviously, like that is only in theory, not in practice. We'll see how it actually works out. But I just think they're going to have what it takes in order to punch through the Specter Cell team. And once one or two Specters go down, I just think the the list sh- will struggle more. Yeah,
1: for sure. Uh, I've played about. Since Nationals, I want to say I've played about 20 games or something like that. Okay. Um, about 78 of them were with Spectre Cell, the other 12 with Scum VP Manipulation. Um, and yeah, it's it, it's very forgiving. Um, Scum VP is a lot of fun, I have to say. Um, so it's... Uh, what Scum VP Manipulation is, is <clears throat> it's a new version on Luke Sykes' list. And so... Yes. The,
0: I I mostly consider all of these scum VP lists to be derivations of Luke's list. Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, without a doubt, he has brought them to life by winning for when he won uh Euros. No one was playing Java yep. for that, basically. Nope. nope. Um but now a lot of people are. Um There you go. So basically what the VP manipulation list is, is that it's Java Sabine Hondo and then flavor to taste. Um my current favorite variant is Java Sabine Hondo. Onar, Equaze, Regular Jawa, Temporary Alliance, Doubt, Black Market, and Devious. Interesting. Um, I like that. I like that a lot. It's very fun. Um, And with with all of the extra VPs you can get, um, I've probably nagged about this uh, to enough people, but I'm still going to say it again because I'm very proud of this moment. I got a 27 victory point parting gift off. With um, oh my with uh, Sabine. So sh- she killed Vader and a jet. So that's 17. Celebration is 21. Uh, Price on the heads on Vader was another four, so 25. And then one from each figure uh, from Java. That took me from 13 points to an immediate win. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man, that is a peculiar kind of alpha right there. Yeah. It's like... I don't want to say Ugnauts, because it it's fun to play with and it's fun to play against. Sure. Um but it, it's very strong and I, I've beaten Specter Cell with that list. Um Yeah. I, I not I haven't played against Specter Cell that many times. But yeah. I think that the three main archetypes we are going to see. To be honest, I think that the mate is gonna be a little bit more diverse than it's been before. Especially now that the now the wave has just dropped and people are gonna to want to experiment. So the biggest lists that I'm gonna that I that I currently see um, are Spectre Cell, um, Scum VP Manipulation, IG Pirates, and uh Vadathrawn. Yeah. I think are the four biggest ones, and then add a few fun yeah. ones like Chewy um, Sabine CT. Or Han, Sabine, CT, um maybe A T D P thrawn, Emperor, something like that.
0: Yeah. Units that are efficient, don't require focus, can punch through Specter Cell, can punch through Vader when they come up against exactly. him. Yeah, it's yeah, be, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah.
1: And yeah, all in all, I think it's gonna be a very interesting time for the Meta.
0: I I totally agree and it's going to be interesting to see how cuz regionals are going to be starting in about 2 oh, months. Confidence. So it's going to be interesting to see how all of that starts shaking out. I, I anticipate that Specter Cell is going to do really really well, mm. but I I think that by like January, February, Specter Cell is not it's not going to be solved, but I think that its weak matchups will be known. And so, and, and proven or not, right? That's and so, if they're and if it turns out Spectre Cell is as broken as everyone says it is, then we will tell Todd that he needs to errata it immediately and just make MHD the best unit in the game. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll we'll all be happy. Uh, so. Obviously,
1: MHD is already the best unit in the game. What are you saying?
0: Well, I keep tell, I keep telling them that, but no one believes me. So, yes, indeed. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Very, very interesting. Well, Isaac, we want to thank you for coming on and giving an awesome
1: report. Oh, thank you very much.
0: We are obviously very, very, very proud of your achievements. We like to take credit for them, even though we have absolutely no responsibility for your success. <laughs> but you come on and you've talked about them on the podcast, so that makes us all winners. So many, many, many congratulations. Do you know when your regional season is going to be starting?
1: <clears throat> well, usually for uh, the UK, our first regional is late January. And then we have a really okay. intense two months, which... Honestly, okay. I really like, so um, usually I, take, yeah, I cool. take drama exams at the beginning of the year, but I'll be, okay if possible, I'll be pushing them into after regionals session, just because re- regionals is come. just such a fun time of the year, and I really <laughs> regret the beginning of this year only being able to go to two because of exams
0: yeah indeed that's right school should not be as important as ia so
1: obviously (laughs) why do you think i spent hours and hours and hours on vessel every day
0: (laughs) (laughs) great point great point awesome very very cool well uh we wish you all the luck in the world as you are preparing for regionals and your store kits and everything we i am sure you'll do very well solving the particular meta
1: thank you very much same to you
0: Thank you. Thank you. We want to encourage everyone to join us on the Slack channel. So you can also uh, get beat by Isaac on (laughs) Vassal. They've actually also, I should say they have released the newest. um, There is no try. Trevor, Trevor Payton is on, he's on the Slack channel and he is the guy who's responsible for the Vassal module. We also have people who are, who are working on the TTS module. I don't know like how, tight their involvement is on that we should figure that out but trevor payton is on the slack channel and he is. Ju- they've just released 11.0 for vassal so it's awesome and it is very very great way it's a great way to get reps in and the vast or the slack channel and the board wars channel are great places to look for games so we encourage everyone to join us on vassal by sending an email to zion'sfinestia@gmail.com at gmail.com and support us on patreon by going to patreon.com slash zionsfinest isaac thank you so much
1: uh, thank you very much